This is Chuck and Aardvark versus the galaxy. He's Chuck. He's Aardvark. And the galaxy. Well, the galaxy's always watching, silently, waiting, until the day suddenly a truth bomb strikes you as the galaxy is a semi-trailer and you're a guardrail and it's barreling down the highway at 95 miles an hour and it's pouring rain and the driver can't see anything and bam, it hits you. I think we have it. I think that's well, locked in. That's our new catchphrase. <laughs> that whole thing right that's there. It. We did it. We, find, we found it. We've been playing around at the beginning of the episodes for uh, our last eight episodes and I think we finally hit on something gonna take off its shoes and stay a while if you know what I'm saying. I'm just glad that I remember anything I just said. Also, it doesn't matter because we're recording it. Wait, you, are you saying we can like hear these back again later? Uh, dude, <laughs> I, I thought this was live. I thought we were like live streaming to the to the galaxy. I thought everyone was listening to us as it happened. It, are you telling me that people are hearing this after the fact? It's it's uh yeah no this is a podcast and uh, so it's recorded. I, I know, don't don't patronize me. I know it's a podcast. I've mentioned it being a podcast and you should, before, and you should listen back to it honestly because it's good. I mean, I feel like the last five parts have been a little weird. Yeah, well, we've gone on on a little bit of a journey. I mean, and that's that's a good thing to talk about. Um real quick. Uh, I just want to catch the listeners up. Uh, whether you have been listening so far or you're just now tuning in, at the end of last episode, Ari and I had gotten into a van and we were just driving west to, toward the west coast. I get a little nervous when I drive. So when we hit the west coast, I, I panicked. I forgot what I was supposed to do. I forgot how to hit the brakes. And so we just kept driving. And so now we have uh, crashed the van on an island. To make a long story short, we have some means now. We're not, like, needing for money. We're okay for a while, which is nice, but we don't even really need money here. Yeah, we it's, have we have a big bag of silver, and we haven't even used it. We're, I mean, this isn't to say the island's unpopulated. I'm pretty sure we're just in Hawaii. We might be uh, just in Hawaii. I, I mean, mean, I saw, like, a resort over there. <laughs> it's like... We're just camped right outside of a five-star Hawaiian resort. I did try to stay in the resort, but they won't take silver because it's not a valid currency. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, so, apparently just... <laughs> Just lumps of solid silver covered in like vulture guano. Yeah, uh, is that did it, is it guano? They poop. <laughs> is that is it? Is it guano? They poop. <laughs> um, Keeping our facts straight here on talking out of our Christmas galaxy, which I have just now learned isn't live. Coming live to you from Hawaii. Oh no, the cannon! Speaking of cannons, <laughs> we're on an island. Yar. <laughs> I wanted to bring up um, that we've been on this island for, you know, a few days now. And you've been reading Romeo and Juliet the whole time. And you don't look happy. I wasn't going to talk about this on air. I've suffered quite an intense personal loss. That is, of course, I finally uh, read the part of Romeo and Juliet where my main man, the captain of all Capulets, Tybalt, died. Murdered by that cad... Romeo and and now apparently I'm expected to be rooting for this this dirtbag who literally was in love with another woman like 12 hours ago just shows up decides he's horny for some Juliet causes like the precarious balance of their families to completely fall apart and now everybody is suffering the consequences and 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 he's he's the protagonist, apparently. I mean, I guess the title should have given it away. It's not like King Henry VIII is about, like, John the peasant. I would argue, though, that, like, I don't know, Henry IV is still pretty much about Henry V. 
But yeah, I'm just, I am absolutely just, I am devastated. I'm not sure how I'm going to keep reading, but I mean. Stick with it. I think you'll enjoy the ending. Perhaps the spirit of Tybalt will live on. Well, not, not literally. He's, he's dead. And <laughs> yeah, wait, does Tybalt come back? <laughs> no. You're saying Tybalt comes back? Oh my gosh, that is that is freaking brilliant. We think that he's dead, but it's like a, a Hamlet's dad situation. I'm very well versed in Shakespeare except for this play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I... I mean, this is true. I played Leonardo. I was about to say, you and I were actually in a production of Much Ado. Speaking of being very disappointed with recent events, uh, I only recently discovered, uh, as in like five minutes ago, that our podcast isn't live, which means our... Uh, oh, I'm going to transition into pod biz here and talk about the May 17th meetup. It's not on Tuesday. Just in case you're not sure what we're talking about, uh, there is, uh, of course, all of you fearless denizens out there who are currently listening to this podcast with great interest and dozens avid enthusiasm. You mighty thousands who march under the banner of, of our sigil, the woodchuck and the aardvark. Uh, on May 17th, uh, we're having a big rally of, of denizens and truth seekers alike uh, in the middle of a Louisiana swamp. At Central Park, the Central Parking Lot. Yeah, the Central Parking Lot in the swamps of Louisiana. At the Burn Down Target, which, you know, we don't need to go into all this. But needless to say, we have the event. Just, I, uh... just Google Maps, uh, type in uh, the graves of Charlie's family. Uh, I've actually, I've added that. I, I contacted Google and I had them add that to the map. I noticed that it has like a lot of five-star ratings. People, <laughs> people really dig it. People are, yeah, people. But it's listed as a restaurant. I'm not really sure why that is. Oh yeah. Well, I actually, I, I set up a little side business there. <laughs> How? You're on an island. This was a while ago. This is before we even started the podcast. Oh, fair enough. You've been eating raw ramen crunching the noodles and then spilling the spice pack in your mouth at the end as a little treat. It's the best part of ramen, isn't it? When the you crunch. To- <laughs> <laughs> the crunch. The, the spices at the end. The crunch is like the nine to five that you have for your whole life. And the little spice pack at the end is the little bit of social security you get to retire. And that packet is getting smaller. And that packet- <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that that packet's been shrinking. <laughs> but anyway, what were you saying about this meeting? Oh, right. It's on a Friday, not yeah. a Tuesday. Uh, and we release our podcast on Tuesdays. But see, that's, that's okay because it's not live. So it doesn't matter. See, you're right. See, all this time I was disappointed. It was because I was being silly. It's actually good. Right. I was, so um, if you show up to that meeting, uh, we're going to record an episode at that parking lot. Yeah. Uh, and I can't get released the following Tuesday. There is one thing about being on an island that's been really rough. What is that? Okay, I'm not saying that, like, I know it's Hawaii, and I know there's a lot of stuff, but we've been trying to live off the land. It's kind of, I mean, even though we've been told by multiple officials that we are not supposed to do that, you're not supposed to just camp out. It's not a thing, but we yeah, are. speaking of which, you should probably put out that fire. If anyone asks, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning. <laughs> there was one thing I've been missing a lot. It's, it's something that I have, um, I really like McDonald's, and I just want my McNuggies. And my my McRibby, but they're gone. I can't have any of them. There, there were no McDonald's on Route 66. Um, listeners, <sighs> this is literally... I just want you to know that I've been dealing with this <laughs> for this whole trip. Just Ari sitting there whining about his McNuggies. And it is as unbearable as it sounds. All I want, all I want is just one McRibby and I'll shut up. And I know this. I know it's McDonald's here, but they won't take my silver. I tried. 
And they said, "What? Why giving us rocks? I said, this isn't just rocks. This is silver." And they I, said, "They said if it was gold, maybe." I, and I actually even tried. I was like, "Well, maybe they just they. It's like inconvenient to like take these individual packs of silver. So maybe if we bundled them up, then they would take them." So I wrapped them in my long johns, and I tried to give them my long john silver, and they still wouldn't <laughs> take it. Arr! <laughs> <Arr>! Island. <laughs> So I hear that the, the uh, fish fast food place down the street told they'll take those. Um, yeah, that's actually the only place that has that has accepted that currency. But they've insisted that the underwear be part of it. I mean, they said that was the most valuable part. They said they would have taken it without the silver. But <laughs> anyway, I just I'm sorry. I'm trying to compose myself. My point is, I miss McDonald's, and I, I've been thinking a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And I had a bit of a realization. Sometimes, you know, we think about what does McDonald mean. You think about who's McDonald. We always think Ronald, that old scamp. You know, friend of the Hamburglar. But no, uh, Ronald McDonald is, is fictitious, I'm sorry to, I'm afraid to say, he's not real. And I was thinking, who is McDonald? And then I remembered old McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. And, and just, Bingo was his name-o. Yeah, I just put the two and two together. I realized, have you ever met Mr. McDonald, the man who owns McDonald's? Have you ever been on McDonald's farm, E-I-E-I-O? No, you haven't. And Bingo was his name. <laughs> what is? Why do you keep mentioning Bingo? <laughs> what does he have to do with any of this? <laughs> the only person I've been able to find who owned McDonald's was, you know, Ray Kroc. He bought it from someone or other. What do we know about Crocs? I mean, I was about to say we think we're thinking literal crocodile, probably, right? I mean, it has to be. I mean, with a name. I mean, I mean, it's honestly insulting that he didn't think we were going to figure it out. <laughs> So here's what. Let's, well, so but, what are we saying? But what's famous? What's famous about McDonald's? They spread like wildfire, right? They're everywhere. Every city in America and most of the world has millions of McDonald's locations, or at least thousands. But yeah, millions spread, sounds more. They spread like wildfire. Long live Queen Cersei. I'm not gonna get that one because I don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's fine. I just want to quickly put it out there that this podcast officially endorses Cersei as the rightful ruler of the Iron Throne. Not because we agree with her morally, but because she's by far the most interesting one. I'm still supporting Sean Bean. He's my main <laughs> man. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the show, and I'm just looking forward to following his journey. Yeah, Ari watched the first season of Game of Thrones with me, and he thought it was a documentary about Sean Bean. <laughs> I mean, I mean, returning home to reclaim the throne. And it's I really appreciate that you keep insisting it's not to kind of keep me on my toes, but it's okay. I'm really good at reading into things. I know it's Sean Bean. I rec- I'd recognize him anywhere. <laughs> I've seen him in his. I've seen him in his previous documentary, Lord of the Rings, and I know Sean Bean is just a warrior of a man. Hashtag Sean Bean will win the throne. That's me, man. Hashtag Sean Bean. Hashtag what? Hashtag, Hashtag Sean Bean. <laughs> so okay, so let's let's focus on two pieces of salient information that we know for sure that seem very connected to me. One, we know that old McDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. Um, and we know that uh, McDonald's, the franchise, was at some point bought by a clear a crocodile. crocodile. It was bought by a crocodile. In a man's suit. Ray Kroc. So, and, and what is a crocodile? It's an animal. Where do animals live? Farms. So and Old McDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. And on this farm, there was a croc. E-I-E-I-O. Oh. 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 So. But wait. 
guess? You're not going to be able to guess. Guess which city McDonald's was founded in? San Bernardino. That's right. Good guess. <laughs> and which animal does that sound like? St. Bernard. Another animal. McDonald's was owned by a crocodile in a city called St. Bernard, California. So basically what, 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 I'm, what I'm seeing here is that there was this farm run by this, this farmer, McDonald, right? And, and on this farm, there was a croc. E-I-E-I-O. And also on this farm, there was a St. Bernard. E-I-E-I-O. And, 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 and essentially, like, these animals, uh, this animal farm decided to rise up and take their master's places as the, the, the masters of the farm. And I, what I think happened is that there, there, there was this St. Bernard and there was this crocodile and they were allied together. And at some point, the St. Bernard left the farm. He went off and founded a city. And so when the crocodile took over this massive franchise, where would make the most sense to base it in? His old buddy, the St. Bernard. St. Bernard Dino. City, exactly. And you know what's really twisted about all this? Think about what is sold at a McDonald's. Burgers made of cow, chicken nuggies, sausage biscuits made of pork. They're literally using the traditional farm animals to run this place. Oh my gosh. So both of them created McDonald's, the McDonald's franchise in this city that they built and all of the other animals, they're being processed as meat. Endless meat for all of us hungry consumers who want our you know, babies. They, they told these animals that they were their comrades and that it was all going to be equal and that the wealth was going to be redistributed and yet they've become just as tyrannical as the masters before them. They may be equal, but some were more equal than others, I guess. I guess so. Uh, what, what, a, what, man, a, what, a, what an Orwellian ending that what, was. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what a, what a compelling parable <laughs> for the times we live in now. I guess the next question is, how did a crocodile and a St. Bernard not only grow intelligence enough to start a business, but how did they manage to do it undetected for so long? Because, because let's be clear, if they just looked like a crocodile and a St. Bernard, no one would have done business. They would have been like, I don't want to work with you. You're an alligator. And he would have gone, I'm actually a crocodile. And they would be like, get out of here with that. And he would have been gone. You're right. That's why he needed the man suit. Who now, I'm, I, I, I'm absolutely convinced that that was the skin of the farmer. Oh, clearly. The original McDonald. But, you know, I think all of us can agree that he's not the only man-suited being out there. Like, man, you know, let's think of some other businesses that clearly are owned by animals wearing human suits. Yeah, let's think about this. Mark Zuckerberg. He owns Facebook, another massive corporation taking over the world. Disney, owned by a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, this is, you, you, I mean, if you go to Disney World, guys, who do you see walking around? You see... Some thing walking around in a, in a mouse suit. You're like, oh, it's some dude. Ha- Do you know who's ha- has put their hand on your children's shoulders and is smiling down at them? It could be anything. Oh, my gosh. I think that's, that, I think that's right. If Disney is being controlled by a giant mouse, what better way to hide than in plain sight in a mouse costume? And who did Disney just buy? Fox. Which, I mean, that one's so obvious. That's why they bought them out. They couldn't risk... They could have thought their predator. Which is <laughs> their predator overtaking them. Which is ironic, considering, you know, you think foxes are cunning, but they didn't even come up with a good name for their business. It was like, oh, fox. Let's, let's, let's look at the, the, who are the biggest corporations in America? I mean, we already have listed McDonald's is certainly one well, of what them. Well, is, what is Mark Zuckerberg, by the way? Mark Zuckerberg, I don't think anyone, I think, well, okay. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, I would All assume, we know yeah. about Mark Zuckerberg is there's something in that, 
that man. That's not human. Walmart was another big brand. Sam Walton. I mean, everyone knows who Sam Walton is. He also owns Sam's. What is Sam Walton? Toucan Sam. Oh. He had another brand. Oh, my God. Guys, it's all connected. Apple was owned by Steve Jobs. I think this one is obviously a worm, right? That's why it called it an apple. So you know what's crazy about this? Is that there was this farm of sentient animals. And they convinced all of the animals of the farm to rise up against their masters to overthrow the bourgeoisie and form some sort of like beautiful communist future. And yet these are the very leaders who have corporatized our democracy to the point where the great beast of capitalism <laughs> is going to swallow us whole. This is this is what we are doing right now is we are literally taking on capitalism. This is big guys. This is huge. This is this is bigger than I think any concept we've had so far. And you might be asking right now, well, there's been many farms and I haven't seen evidence. I've been to farms. Well, keep in mind, every farm you've gone to has only been the cows, the pigs, the chicken. For all we know, cows and chickens and pigs could be our allies. It could be brilliant and they really want to help us, but we're not letting them because they're just being packed in these tight spaces and just forced to be our meat. Oh, yeah. We are complicit as hell in this. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's possible that they're trying to communicate with us or maybe some animals are, are like are bred to not be smart enough to fight back against us. And you might be thinking, well, ah, guys, I'm a vegan. I'm not involved. Vegans, you're the reason that there's crocodiles. <laughs> right. There's right. a balance to be struck between eating all the meat and eating none of the meat. Yeah, I was like, uh, for a second there, going to be like uncomfortable about calling out, like just calling out vegans in the same breath as like calling out like evil corporate capitalists. <laughs> But if if every vegan in the world ate just a single crocodile, where would we be? Where right would now? we be? It would be a beautiful, completely different world. And think, think about all the creatures we have listed, and how they are the taboo ones. You know, crocodiles. I mean, some people eat them, but it's considered kind of weird. Worms. Who eats worms? You're right. We've literally two cans. No one eats two cans. They have propagandized us so that we won't eat the animals who are in control. The 0.01% of animals are at the top and we're not fighting them. And we're instead, we're just, we're just eating the masses and we're eating each other. We're blaming them it's, for our problems. Right. It's disgusting. You know what? When they said this country was going to the dogs, they meant it. Literally. If you ever see a man who just looks off and he owns a big business and you just see him zipping up the back of his head, ask him next time. Say, heal. And see what he does. <laughs> uh, throw a stick at them. Bark. See if they bark back. Yeah. And of course, they might not be. Here's the thing. They might not be a dog. They could be a crocodile. They could be a worm. You know, dump some compost on, <laughs> on top of them and see if they kind of dig their way inside. That of might it. be the way. Yeah. I, I just looked this up. Mm -hmm. And farms have been kind of. It says here that farms have been innovated at multiple different points and places in human history. The transition from hunter gatherer to settled agricultural societies is called the Neolithic Revolution, about 12,000 years ago. It's around a time where the idea of like growing your own crop started. What also started around that time? Domesticating dogs. The same time we started making farms, the dogs showed up and were like, hey, I know we kind of ate your kids, but we're nice now. Look how stubby our lakes can be. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll lay our ears flat. Now you can trust us. And, you know, that was also the time where we started to domesticate crocodiles <laughs> and earthworms <laughs> right. and toucans. Yeah, and they were like, we'll lay our ears down. We'll, we won't. Like, worms, they were like 50 feet long in, in ancient history. 
What do you think the Loch Ness Monster was? Think of what one of the oldest creatures in history that is still around today. It's virtually unchanged. <gasps> the dinosaur. No, the, <laughs> not quite, but close. The crocodile. Crocodiles are virtually unchanged from their ancestors. If we look at all the different pieces, I think we have like multi, an army. I think dogs are like the missionaries. They come out, they kind of infiltrate, they, they become part of the family. Not all of them are even necessarily aware of this. Above them are the crocodiles. Right, and they're the big merchants. You know what I mean? Like, they're the ones who, like, they they, they own these, they run these big businesses. They're kind of the middle management. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they're, the, they're the slave drivers. So who's at the very top? There is only one company I can think of that seems to be on track to basically take over the entire world, right? And that's Amazon. And where? what is the Amazon but a jungle full of animals? And who, and what animal is the king of the lion? My... My name means lion. Your Ar- name, Armand. No, Armand means laurel tree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> Armand means laurel tree. Ari means lion. Is it? No, there's no zipper on me. No. You know, I thought maybe I was a lion. <laughs> I feel like that would have been kind of, that would have been some crazy territory. I have to say, I thought about that for a second, and then I was like, no, there's no way this dude's a lion. Yeah, I'm a, I ain't lion. You know that. Hey. Um. um wait, wait, wait. Oh my gosh, the pieces are starting to fall into place. So Amazon controls everything. They are the Lion King. Disney is making a new Lion King movie trying to normalize the idea of a Lion King so that when it's finally time for the the real Lion King to... Jeff himself. Yeah, to unmask himself as the Lord of Humanity, as the final logical point of capitalism, which, by the way, also very much founded on... Uh, the onset of the agricultural age, we will bend the knee. What pet has always had the superiority complex? This sort of, I know that you're going down, feed me, slave. It's cats. What is a lion but the biggest cat? We We just buy our cats, like, you know, cat food and cat treats and cat, like, towers for them to reign over us on Amazon. We're giving them what they want, and we're feeding into the massive corporate takeover. Yeah. God, I feel bad that I own a cat. And I should know, you might, you might be wondering where my cat is. I mean, he's been here all along. He's in the van. He just doesn't, I don't see him much, you know? We just kind of, oh, one second, here he is now. Miss Pickles. Hey, Miss Pickles. Miss Pickles. Oh, no, she's gone. Oh, I mean, she's really cute, though. She gave me, but, but did you see her eyes? She gave me a look. A look, it, it told me... We know. So where do we go from here? Basically, there is the there is the pyramid of wealth in America, and we put it up right next to the pyramid of the food chain in the animal kingdom, and it aligns exactly. And the Egyptian pyramids, which worships cats, right? Exactly. Those two. It's all. It's all one giant pyramid scheme. The biggest, grandest pyramid scheme of them all, and we. It's so big that we almost missed it. So, listeners, we have to end the episode here because, yeah, I got to go feed Mrs. Pickles and I can actually see uh, some authority figures coming down the hill right now with flashlights shouting, we told you to leave. We're just camping. There's a, there's a lot of them. There's like a an army of them. Man, this resort takes their security real seriously. Is that, do they have cave trolls? Cave trolls! We have to run. Okay, guys, we got to get out of here. <laughs> We have to end the episode here, and one day you might look at your best friend, you know, 
uh, Alec Gordon. As he unzips his head, you realize that he was uh, an alligator the whole time. Yeah, if your friend has a name that just sounds like an animal, that's a big red flag as well. Unless you are, unless those friends are Chuck and Aardvark, in which case we're perfectly innocent. Woodchucks and Aardvarks, they ain't got no, they, they're fine. Look, if I were a Woodchuck and you were an Aardvark, I mean, why would we do this podcast? Why would we tell them? I mean, it would be like the equivalent of like, I don't know, being a mouse and hiding in a mouse costume. I mean, that would be insane. It would be crazy. We were literally a woodchuck and an aardvark starting a podcast as part of this scheme to create a cult of fans. I'm just glad it's not true. I'm, I am too. I'm, I like being, being a man. I like to be human. I like to be human. <laughs> I like to be ah, under the sea. Ah, but I can't not breathe because I'm human. <laughs> But I won't leave. Don't worry. I won't leave you without the most important message of all. Keep your eyes sharp and your ears clear, and the galaxy will whisper to you. Bye. Bye bye.